Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you, those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money, start working harder for you today. You want that freedom of cash flow now, not 30 or 40 billion years from now, but today so you can live that life that you love with those you love. But it's not just about getting rich, it's about creating a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. Thank you so much for allowing me to bless your lives as we try to create this ripple effect here. I appreciate many of you that have reached out. We've already had so many, not only just join the cause, but really just be able to watch your guys' lives transform. I've been loving it so much. So thank you for not just listening, but taking action as well. As a reminder, be sure, if you haven't done so already, go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review our show. If you love this episode, review it, say you love it, give us five stars. Or if one star, if you think it sucks, that's, if that's the case, don't listen to any more episodes, please. Okay. We don't want you back. But those of you who love five stars, keep listening. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cash Flow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cash Flow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. Okay, so I've brought on a repeat guest with us today. It's actually part of our own network as well. Someone I've referred and trusted my clients with, Kim Daly. If you guys haven't gone that far back in our episodes, because heck, we go one year back, it's 100 episodes ago. But if you haven't gone that far back, Kim actually is the matchmaker for franchises. And I'm not talking about your Krispy Kremes or another crumble cookie that's in my own backyard here in Utah. But no, we're talking about like the actual franchises that could be as boring as heck, but make you good money, which in my mind is not boring. Kim's been doing this for 20 plus years, has been matchmaking people with great businesses and really helping people create almost like this semi-active, semi-passive type of streams of income. I want to bring her back on because now as we've moved into a new recession, the last time we had her on was 2020 during that period of time, which was fun. But now we want to talk to her again and kind of get an update of what's really going on is it good to be able to buy a franchise? What about these mom and pop type of shops that seem like they, they might be struggling? Is that the answer? When is it good to do that versus buying a franchise? Kim, welcome back. Thank you, Chris. What a nice introduction. I'm so blessed to be a part of your world. Oh, you've been amazing. And I, I love mean, how personally, much you care about your people. I care about oh, my people. You care about your people. That's why we attract each other. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, birds of a feather flock together. You're pretty awesome. And obviously, you'd like me. You got to be awesome. I do like you, Chris. <laughs> and I love your show. <laughs> well, obviously, you haven't gone back a couple hundred episodes to your last one. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you came about this business. 
Yep. As you mentioned, I've been a franchise consultant for over 20 years now. I'm one of America's top franchise consultants, which means I'm blessed to help a lot of people say yes to the dream to own a franchise business. I'm an author. I have a YouTube channel now. So I, my kids laugh at me when I'm like, yeah, I'm a podcaster and an influencer on YouTube. Give, give me the big eye roll, Chris. <laughs> I'm sure they do. They're like, no, you're not doing enough Minecraft videos, mom. You think you're cool, mom, but you're so not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to help as many people as I can learn about franchising. I started out as a medical school student and I literally answered a classified ad in the newspaper for a franchise consulting company right out of college. And it literally changed the course of my life. I thought I was young. The one thing I always wanted to be was a motivational speaker. And I don't know, I woke up sometime in a hotel in Dallas. Texas, getting ready to host a live event before the pandemic. That's how I used to find people that wanted to work with me. And I thought to myself, gee, look at me. Everything worked out exactly the way that I wanted it to when I was 15. I'm like a motivational speaker right now about to help people get motivated to maybe change their life and buy a franchise business. Funny how life works out the way that you want it to. Yep. It's not what we expect, but it's perfect. It is so perfect. I was born for this business of franchise consulting. What is that? I didn't even know what it was when I was little, but literally my heart, my skills, my personality, what I love to wake up and do every day. I don't work. This is like fun. Tell us more about like the franchises that you do connect people with. Cause I know when I went through and we even narrowed down to four options and I was even having a hard time trying to pick between two or three and tell people more about what this is. Cause it's not like the typical stuff you think where you're going to McDonald's university. This is not the typical like another restaurant franchise. This is much, much different. It could be that. I'm just not the consultant for you if you like food. There's just faster, easier, better ways to make money than in food-based businesses. Like Chris mentioned in the beginning, sometimes the more boring businesses are the ways that people really get rich. And I'm when I take people through the consultation process and I learn about what your priorities are, what you're using the business for, the franchise business itself is really there as a vehicle to create an outcome in your life, personally, professionally, and financially. I'm infinitely more interested in what you want out of the business than I am in what the business does. We take the pressure off of the widget and we really focus on outcome. Most people I meet want to make as much money as they can with as time commitment in the business as possible, at least long-term. That's what Mm -hmm. we call semi-absentee ownership in a business. That's really where my focus is for the people that are saying that. But then there are other W-2 employees who are like, look, I'm ready to quit that, but I don't really want to retire. I want to put full-time effort. We have full-time ownership options as well. But I tend to be the girl that loves to focus on low fixed cost businesses, businesses that don't require big brick and mortar build outs. Not always. I love fitness too. So that always has a brick and mortar build out. But what I love in a brick and mortar scenario, Chris, is I love businesses that are have fixed costs in brick and mortar and especially those wrapped in a membership where you have predictable, scalable revenue. Because when you talk to people that are super stressed out over their business, inevitably, it's because they have a lot of fixed expenses and no predictable way to bring in cash flow. That's no good. Low fixed costs is where it's at, meaning nobody's walking in, but I'm not bleeding to keep my doors open. Again, how am I going to cover those costs? That's the sweet spot. And it happens to be a lot in service, any kind of service, service for the homeowner, service for a business, from senior care to home construction type services to anything in the home. It's absolutely skyrocketed during the pandemic and it's still skyrocketing. That's been my sweet spot for 20 years. And it turned out to be the most amazing blessing during 2020 that the vast majority of people that I work with 
were in franchise businesses that they could still operate even in a pandemic. Yeah, I love God's it. God's little angel on my shoulder. Essentially, you might want to know this too. We actually had our clients, I should say, we share a client together where they actually opened a laundromat here in Salt Lake City. Yes. Got that up and running. He was talking about that on this podcast just several months ago. That laundromat business. I am the queen of laundry. Again, boring business, but I work uh-huh. a lot with people in who are looking for diversification in their real estate portfolios, but they're again, they're not looking for full-time effort. Well, laundromat is one of those examples where it's an extreme trade-off of money for time. In a business, we're always trading money for time. When you have those bigger cash outlays, this is a not an absolute statement, but it works out this way. More money into a franchise, Chris, does not correlate to a greater potential to earn. That is a myth. More mm. money into the franchise correlates to the time commitment. And usually the more money in, the lower the time commitment by the owner. Flip that to a home-based business, really low investment, but that's gonna be a really big investment of owner time commitment. So my laundromat is one of those in that really extreme sweet spot of big capital investment to build it, get all that equipment in it, great depreciation, <laughs> but very minimal time commitment by the owner to get it running and operate it on an ongoing basis. Absolutely. Tell us some other examples that people have, even recently, what are some of the franchises you're starting to see come up? Are you seeing any trends right now happening currently? Coming out of the pandemic, there's a lot of focus on wellness. I'm known in the industry for fitness. So fitness franchisors are always like, Kim, how do we get a lead? How do we get a lead? And it's always about leadership. Look, the widget of the business did not keep the door open or reopen the door in 2020. What did? Strong leadership. Leadership was always the reason to invest in a franchise. It always was. Mm -hmm. It always will be. When you look at the franchises that I'm known as the number one consultant placing people into, there's three or four different companies that I consistently use. And it has nothing to do with the widgets and everything to do with their world-class leadership. If you want to be out there on your own, like buying a small mom and pop business, as you mentioned in the beginning, you don't need leadership. Go do that on your own. If you're in it to figure every problem out for yourself, okay, that's not a franchise. But if you invest in a franchise, there's an expectation that those leaders are there. They're adapting the business. They're keeping it relevant to the competition. They're growing the model, increasing the revenue potential. That's why you buy a franchise, right? For that support. The support isn't there. What is the value? That's always been my focus. It doesn't really matter what the widget is. You want specific Mm -hmm. examples. Like I started out, I love the wellness space right now. Things like IV drips, cryotherapy, those things are coming on strong, showing really strong potential. Those are big capital investments. I'd say not, I'd say it's more semi-absentee than more like semi-passive, like a laundromat Mm -hmm. would be my passive. That's probably 15 to 20 hours a week with paying a good general manager to run your studio. Like I mentioned, the home services space, look, the two biggest industries that grew during 2020 were puppies and pools. (laughs) Everybody got a puppy and a pool (laughs) or one or the other. Think about all the services that go. Okay. So I got a pool. Now I need a fence. Now I need landscaping. If I have landscaping, I probably need irrigation. If I got a puppy, I might need a poop scoop company that scoops the poop in my backyard, right? I might need a mobile grooming service to groom the dog. There were so many landscape lighting, mosquito spraying, all the backyards that blossomed in the pandemic. And then think of all the ancillary services, the pool cleaning services, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm talking to people, I'll talk a lot about, do you want to be the person that builds the pool? 
So that's like a one-time big cash hit. You're building a sales organization, or do you want to have the pool cleaning company where you sell me one time, assuming you do a good job, it becomes an annuity or the mosquito spraying business is even simpler. It's those kind of conversations I'm having with people like the owner that you want to be. When you are in it, what do you want to be focused on? Driving sales or managing teams of people? Do you want to have tax advantage? Oftentimes I meet people that are selling properties or selling a chain of Planet Fitnesses and they're coming into a big cash event. They need a better place than market to park that money. And they're looking at franchise because they don't want to go reinvent the wheel. They want to buy into something proven, buy down that learning curve, mitigate the startup risk, be partnered with people who figured it out. They can be taught and coached and get to that money-making event that much faster. And then that's really why the wealth in a franchise is created faster because you have the potential to scale a lot faster because you're not spinning your wheels, figuring everything out. You're executing, strategizing, and growing. Love it. Kind of brings me to my next question. Many people have been I've noticed this little trend lately where people are saying, buy these mom and pop type of businesses. They're cheap, but you can make lots of money. What do you think about that? First, are they right? And then secondly, who's that more meant for versus maybe a franchise? My personality, Chris, my answer on this would be like, look, I'm not here to push everybody into a franchise. Franchising isn't right for everybody, but I'm going to mm-hmm. make a really strong case for it. Super entrepreneurial people sometimes feel boxed in especially if they're in the wrong franchise where the leadership feels too overwhelming. I'm a super entrepreneur. My dad will tell you, I was the boss of Kim since the time I was two years old. It was no joke. It was like not like even funny to him at 23 when I had my first job and I was, I'm not doing working for somebody. By 25, I stopped working for other people. I've been self-employed for over 25 years of my life, right? I'm very entrepreneurial, but I've been a very happy and successful franchisee of my franchise called Franchise because there's enough structure, but there's enough freedom. When you're out there looking for a franchise, there's so much more that goes into the selection of that franchise than oh, my community needs this, or hey, I really love this ice cream, so I want to buy that. Those are not even reasons in my mind. And how would you know how much leadership there is or isn't? You work with someone like me for free who has these relationships and understands the inner workings of the franchise, so I can properly match you. Is a mom and pop business that's for sale the right thing for somebody? It could be. But if you're thinking about that, It might benefit you to work with someone like me to explore what would be the advantage in even starting brand new or even taking over an existing franchise where there are systems and processes. One of the greatest values to a franchise is that's for sale that you may come in and look at is you don't have to take that owner's word for it. There are all these other franchisees out there running the business model who can validate to you what their earnings are, who can validate to you how the business should look. This guy that's selling the business may be like, yeah, I'm a top performer. But you go out there and you validate with three or five other people who are like double or triple his revenue. In your mind, you might be top performing, but right, you can better value what you're buying and maybe make a more fair value price. But plus, when you buy an established business, you are jumping in, you're going to be drinking from a fire hose because things are happening. Maybe it's a new business. Maybe you know something about it, but maybe you don't. In a franchise, you're not just thrown in the middle of it. Be like, hey, good luck. You're going to have the training from the franchisors if you're brand new. 
right? You're right. going to get all that support, national vendors for the buying power and learning how to buy, like all the things that an existing owner who's had a business for years may totally take for granted because they've been doing it so long. It's like they've forgotten what they know. They're telling you, oh, it's simple, it's simple, simple. And then how much of that mom and pop business is built around that owner's center of influence? Well, yeah. you don't have those worries when you look at franchising, whether you're stepping in to buy established for sale franchise or even starting brand new. I'm commissioned to start new franchises. Franchisors pay me. It's why it's a free service to help them grow new locations. I'm not a business broker. I can't really help you buy an established brand unless I'm looking for a particular business and they're like, hey, Kim, we have a resale right there in Austin, Texas. Would your guy want a resale? Existing businesses also come with really big price tags if they're good. Oftentimes I can show people, look, you could start brand new. Once you get educated on how you can scale a business, there are franchises that will take you from zero to a million dollars in revenue in your first 12 months. Most of the time, Chris, it's a limiting belief. People think I have to buy an established business because I want to walk into cash flow. I don't have time to wait for it. What if you could start from scratch, spend a whole lot less money, build that and be the one selling it for a multiple in five or seven years versus the one right. stepping in, hoping that in five to seven years, you recovered the money you put in to buy this positively cash flowing business. But it all comes back to your goals, what you're really trying to accomplish, me educating you on the value of a franchise compared to whatever else you're looking at. And then you decide for you. There's an investor out there for every investment. That's right. That's kind of what I was thinking too. In neither of these models, whether you're trying to just get a mom and pop thing, whether you're trying to revitalize it or you're buying it at the height, whatever it might be, usually it's flailing ones that people are talking about. Revitalize that. That requires a lot of time and energy. And even though I'm a business owner and I know how to do business, I've been in business for 20 plus years. Still, I don't know if that's enough pain that I want to go through. I would have to really love that business to want to take it over versus a franchise where you get, like you said, you get that support. For me, it's good. I have that support. I have ability to be able to connect with different people in the organization and have that be able to have my own business, but not really be in it by myself, which I know that's the way people say in network marketing. That's why they do network marketing. Like, yeah, but you're not alone. You get people to help train you. Yeah, you do the same thing with a franchise as well, but you actually own it. You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Exactly. And you know what? A lot of these mom and pop businesses may be for sale because the owners couldn't figure out how to adapt in the pandemic. Mm. They just haven't recovered from that. 2020 was a year for every business to adapt or die. My adaptation was Kim Daily TV, which literally the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like I used to travel around the country and host live events. That's how people found out about me and worked with me. I did that for 18 years. Now I never have to travel again because I can just get in front of the camera and make videos. It's way more fun. I can be super creative and just talk to way more people than I could ever meet one by one, one city by one city. It was adapt or die. In my franchise experience during the pandemic, none of the franchisors I work with went out of business. My mm -hmm. fitness ones, the number one fitness franchisor in the world with the most world-class leadership has zero permanent failures due to 2020 even in states wow. like California, that it's an unbelievable statistic. They have no failures ever. And every single day they open up over 2,500 clubs in the US. That's leadership. And if you're looking at these mom and pop businesses and they're on a fire sale, maybe it's because they didn't adapt. A lot of that's what happens. Entrepreneurs are so busy trying to make ends meet day to day. They're not growing and preparing for the future opportunity. I'll take the locksmithing industry as one that I've watched for 20 years. We literally started working with a company called Pop-A-Lock. 
They started in the 70s popping locks. Remember, Chris, in your car, when you literally had to lift up the lock, they would break the window and pop the lock. Okay, that was their business model today. They'd be sunk. But so this particular franchisor was adapting the keyless entry, the key fobs, got into that business, started advancing the technology, started building relationships with commercial properties as they saw that we were going to become keyless. And they wanted to be driving the technology for that keyless entry. This franchise secures more federal buildings in the United States today, their franchisees do, than any other security company. And it's a franchise that started out popping off. That's leadership. They adapted. They've overcome. They've grown. They've changed. They've been driving the technology. Those mom and pop locksmiths now work for the franchisees because the franchises have the technology. They can still be in the locksmithing world, but it's a totally different world in 2022 than it was even in 1990. That's why you buy a franchise, right? Not that you want to be involved for 20 years. I would never encourage that. I say build to sell in 10 years. But the idea that, oh my God, is it a fad? Is it going to go out of style? How am I going to change with the times? You don't have to worry about it if you're partnered with the right people. If you buy a mom and pop business, all of it, not just the day-to-day, but all of that future growth on you, baby. That's right. That's the intangible, guys. Like right there, what she just said. It's not just about, hey, can I buy this business cheap? Can I make good money off of it? What are the returns? What's the math? Beyond the math, which actually really adds the best to the math is what kind of leadership do you have with you? What kind of ability do you have to be able to adapt and change, especially as times do change now more than ever? Kim, really appreciate you being on today. This is awesome. We're going to put your contact info on our website on moneyripples.com in the blog for this episode. So guys, go check that out. So you can reach out to Kim. Definitely recommend it, especially if you're looking for an option of looking to create a new business, right? Whether it's using an existing business or a brand new one, either way, definitely talk to Kim about that. Great stuff there. Kim, again, thank you for being on. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris. And everybody else that spoke to you, go check it out. And again, her website link will be in the comments or in the blog post, whatever we call this thing, comments, blog post, it's going to be there for you guys. But definitely, if you felt like inspired, you need to take action. Don't just listen to this and move along with your life and let that inspiration go away. The best way for inspiration to become real results in your life is to take action on it. So go and do that now. Go and make a wonderful and prosperous week. See you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.